Good evening. This is Shiny Happy Radio with myself, Calm Valentine, DJ Serotonin. We're going to start the show with Flair. Want to get back your love?
That was Flair with When I Get Back Your Love and a phone call from a new person. <laughs> <laughs> How's it going, Owen? Uh, yeah, I'm like busiest week so far, but I'm on the radio, so I'm just happy. just keep getting busier. Yeah. yeah. It's an exciting week for us, actually. Mm-hmm. As besides the, the monotonous busy days you've had in the library. Yeah, well, I've got two. I've got two more of those in front of me Saturday and Sunday. Oh, are you going all weekend? Yeah. That's oh, they're horrific. crushing me with uh, one of my modules. Is just like it's going full on. It's something we spent like the whole semester doing, like sort of the earlier steps to last year, and then now it's just condensed into two weeks, and it's a lot of stuff. Why is it being condensed like that? Because they've got to fit so much into this module. Because the institution that um, accredits our degree says we have to do all of this. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> fun. Yeah, fun, yeah. But on it's I mean on on um on sunnier shores we've got our our uh, Zine idea has been launched. Yes. It's coming out next week, I expect, at the end of the week. There'll be copies and selected said I think selected vendors. To I wouldn't be, really know how to, to be say announced. It. Yeah, they'll be announced and the zine first issue of the zine is gonna be free. So I didn't really know how to refer to people that are going to be holding them. But you can expect to see some copies um, in places like... Place. Uh, let's, no, let's not even be specific as that, because I haven't spoken to them. But expect to find copies on the Perth Road. Expect to find copies further out to places, maybe towards Wellgate. Um, places that you would expect to find good music. Yes. Um, there's going to be, we believe... In each location, maybe five copies, each with a different cover. And they're going to be collectible, like Pokemon yeah, collect- cards. But that, that, that is actually a point. Mm-hmm. One each. Honesty. Yes. It's, it's the honour system. Yeah, yeah, there's going to be there's going to be no exceptions. And hopefully this... Hopefully the... Well, these uh, people are left wanting more and that the zines do mm-hmm. run out of stock for... I don't know, run out of stock if you're not selling them. Hopefully... The places that are holding them managed to get rid of all the copies, and then we, off the we, from that we'll have well we'll have more reason to make mm-hmm. zines to make them bigger and better. Um, but yeah, it's going to be called. For anyone who doesn't know, it's going to be called Dundee Directory. It's going to be bi-monthly. It's all about bringing together all the different aspects and artists from what is quite an eclectic scene and what we think is quite a, a splintered music yeah, scene. Yeah, quite fractured. Um, it's a lot of good artists out there. A lot of people who want to get involved with the project as well. The response we've got so far is brilliant. And yeah, if you're if you're listening to this and we happen to have missed you, find us, DM us before Tuesday. Yeah. Um, we'd love to have you in it. Get you on the list. Yeah. Um, Dundee dot directory on Instagram. on Instagram. Hope to see you there. Right, where are we going now? Some more tunes. Cool. Let's um, do it. this is a tune by uh, Santana and it's featuring uh, Lauren Hill. Watch the master plan. 
the span through the streets Flip the beat, move the sheet like the shepherd It's a new day, my crew stays forever striving Get things since we alive and get through the gun And now we see the horizon It's clear to me now Used to be confused, took a lot of years to see how Now we moving planets Take the average mind and expand it We take for granted Like we always gonna be disadvantaged But soon come, and soon come, you're soon done You start run, you stumble, you catch one In the rhythm, Santana lick the gits with precision Not accidental, intentional, conscious decision Designing, we marching through with African Mayans Conquering Babylon with the heart of a lion Behold and watch yesterday, come back around In the walls of Jericho, come a-tumbling down Sea line
That was Work To Do by the Isley Brothers. And before that, it was Santana. Do you like the way? Yeah. And we were discussing about uh, how that's a controversial moment in the career of Santana. Yes, it's a bit of a Marmite album that yeah. comes from because it's not really like typical Santana. Well, what, to, to put it into perspective, actually, and I, I actually don't have any problem with that album, but the first thing I think of when I think of the album Smooth with Rob Thomas is the scene in Love Actually when uh, Dude walks into the... Remember, remember you were at Minor Christmas. Do you remember the scene where Colin goes to America and he walks into the bar and he orders, orders a bud and the girls are like, Yeah. British? Yeah. Well, it's <laughs> smooth, it's playing. Well, that, that album sold, like, in the millions when it came out. Oh, it was out. massive. Um, like, I'm sure it was in a movie. Uh, what was that song? Maria, Maria. Yeah, that's the second biggest from the album. Uh, yeah, 1999. What was it? There, it won nine Grammys, which actually <sighs> broke the record for most honoured album, which was Thriller before that. Yeah crazy it was just one of those albums that like santana were so big and they just decided that's when they were gonna yeah i mean i don't want to give credibility to the grammys to be honest no especially with we didn't even did we talk about the grammys last week at all maybe no no, we didn't didn't, which is good and we we won't spend much time talking about it now but and i i I do love harry styles but that's not album of the year no that's madness i don't i've completely out the loop for what what the results were so harry styles got album of the year and uh, Lizzo got record of the year for um, about damn time, which is right. which to me I'm like so record of the year is meant to be not just like a great song, but a song that's recorded really well. And I remember hearing that song and thinking, "Well, it's a good song, but like the bass should just be like hitting you in the face, mm-hmm. like like songs like I'm thinking Isley Brother type mm-hmm. bass sounds, yeah, and because it's tending, it's got sympath- it's sympathetic to late 70s sound about that time but the bass just is so clean it's mm. like uncomfortably clean yeah and so I'm like how can that win record of the year it's not i don't know to see what new ground it's breaking but lizzo did pay tribute to prince in her speech which was cool oh nice because lizzo's first appearance on a record i believe was actually a prince album seriously yeah 2013 um i didn't know her career had been that long i thought she was kind of a relatively recent well, she you know is. picked up by the record I th- industry i think when she would so she's on plectrum or plectrum electrum with prince i can't remember what the song is it's not a big album mm-hmm. but it was one of prince's last albums and both prince and lizzo are from minneapolis oh right um cool. so yeah he picked her up and at that time she was mostly just a rapper seriously <laughs> yeah so that she was rapping on that album so oh, yeah learn something new every day indeed Cool. Uh, I've got a Frank Zappa song. Now, this song, I remember when I first heard it, it was like, I want to grow my hair long and get a tie-dye t-shirt and a pair of sandals. How did that go? And just become a hippie. It still makes me want to do that. (laughs) Work in progress. Mm. That Camarillo Brillo Flaming out along ahead I mean her Mendocino Bino By where some bugs had made it red She ruled the toads of these short forests 
And every newt in Idaho And every cricket who had chorus By the bush and buffalo She said she was a magic mama And she could throw a mean tarot And carried on without a comma That she was someone I should know She had a snake for a pet And an amulet And she was breeding a dwarf But she wasn't done yet She had gray-green skin A doll with a pin I told her she was alright But I couldn't come in I could come in right then And so she wandered through the doorway Just like a shadow from the tomb She said her stereo was four-way And I just love it in her room Well, I was born to have adventure So I just followed up the step Right past a fuming incense stencher To where she hung her castanets She stripped away her rancid poncho And laid out naked by the door We did it till we were on concho And it was useless anymore She had a snake for a pet And an amulet And she was breathing a dwarf But she wasn't done yet She had gray-green skin A doll with a pin I told her she was alright But I couldn't come in Actually, I was very busy And so she wandered through the doorway Just like a shadow from the tomb She said a stereo was four-way And I just love it in a room Well, I was born to have adventure I just followed up the steps Right past the fuming incense stencher To where she hung her castanet She said she was a magic mama And she could throw a mean tarot And carried on without a comma That she was someone I should know Is that a real poncho? I mean, is that a Mexican poncho or is that a Sears poncho? Hmm, no fooling.
was that one on? Be thankful for what you've got. David Todd remix, William Devon. We were talking about how many versions there are of that song. There's at least two famous versions by William Devon. Mm-hmm. There's a Massive Attack cover, which is probably the one I'm most familiar with. Yeah, I'm going to try and find the name of that. Um, the reggae one that you know. And then there's Love. Thankful. Oh, I don't, mm. oh it's by One Blood. I think it's that version. Is it that one? That was yeah. on, that's on the um, Soul Jazz release. Oh, it's got right. Carol Cool upside down on it. Mm. Yeah, it's a cool. It's a cool album. Yeah, we were, we were speculating as to like why is that song in particular? Is it the central message? Is it like you were saying a musician's song? Mm-hmm. Um, did Will, William Devon just really push people to like? Have you ever met him? Like cover my yeah, song? Yeah, and or maybe he was, maybe maybe as maybe as an artist, there are he was just willing people like you're saying he was willing to allow color cover colors covers. Whereas artists maybe are could be getting approached just as often. There might be other songs that could have been like, be thankful for what you got, but artists just stood their ground and were like, no. Mm. Or maybe it was a label that stood in the way for other songs, but clearly for this song, there's no problems. I think, I think uh, William Devon, I think he definitely didn't get the career that he maybe deserved. Cause yeah, th- I mean, it's the top, when you look at his Spotify profile anyway, I mean, you don't know how much that's to go, go by because you don't know how many of his releases are actually on here. But yeah, four out of five top songs are all be thankful for what you got. Because um, I, I first heard the song, my dad had the um, Blue Lines on vinyl. Yeah. And he put it on. And him and I were both convinced that it was a sample of a Curtis Mayfield song because he sounds that much like him. Yeah, he does actually. Um, I'm not the only person because I went and looked it up and loads of people think it's a Curtis Mayfield song. Yeah. That um, doesn't surprise me. I think that some, Curtis Mayfield, uh, who does have many great tracks i think he probably gets miscredited for a few songs mm-hmm. because he's got such a distinctive and influential style yeah like that just because well again william devon is close to kurt mayfield but kurt mayfield has this oh, he's in the, the Smokey robinson territory like the first guys who are almost singing in falsetto yeah for the entirety of a song it doesn't really sound like that like it it doesn't sound whiny we were talking about bgs earlier like that's very much like a whiny sound so it's a bit abrasive sound. after a while yeah yeah it yeah great but what we got next uh we got a cover of a very famous song i think the cover is also actually pretty famous okay. it's uh i shot the sheriff and it's eric clapton's version
Tall Bird of Gwyn Parade. 1975 release, Places and Spaces. Bird on the trumpet, am I right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, ripping it up. No, absolutely brilliant. Um, <coughs> I love that whole album. Um, yeah, seven tracks of absolute gold. Um, found it on... I'm back on the NTS, people. I'm mm. back on the mm. Van Wagon. And I found it on Expansion's Infinite playlist. So have you been back on NTS whilst you've been busy with the zine this week? I have been, yes. Um, I was going to say, in the background, that's that sounds very dismissive. I have been a- actively listening. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that well, that was actually where I picked up uh, the Be Thankful for What You Got. Yeah. Again, I mean, I knew it, but I just was like, oh, you give it a actually, bit of that, that, that version is worth mm-hmm. a bit more attention. Yeah, brilliant. And then also, Spotify Radio's been doing its bit too, because when I was playing this... Um, also got a Brothers Johnson song called Tomorrow yeah. that got recommended. Superb. Peace of Mind, Gene Harris. Mm-hmm. A band called Azimuth, I think that's how you say that. Azimuth. From, from Brazil. I think I've heard um, of them. Yeah. Maybe. I'm not sure. Yeah, very nice. Love it. I've got a song that's going to be like totally, totally different vibe from anything we've played today. Oh yeah, let's do it. Uh, let's, yeah, we'll get going. Let's slap on the face. <laughs>
glasses and hey, we party, man. Yeah, I can dig it. Now's the time. We're going to tell you what's going on in Dundee this weekend. So, starting tonight, we have, well, below us, I think in mono, mm-hmm. DJ CAD Takeover, Union, the, the union at the Union, um, Collective and Floor Above. Yep. Yeah. Then we have Over Mono tonight at Fat Sam's as well. Mm-hmm. Um, that's presented by All Good, I believe. Yeah, that's All Good. And D-Boogs. D-Boogs. As he's advertised it as... Uh, the last one was 20 years on the decks and now this one's called 20 more years on the decks <laughs> <laughs> oh my god original god save us um, so he's playing tonight and if and as usual with D-Books he'll be uh, in his usual characterful well yes state <laughs> and he'll be open, welcoming everyone with open arms I think you'll probably be able to give him a text for guest list no Although, DM him DM him don't DM text him. him he doesn't like being yeah, texted yeah even though he puts his number on the <laughs> Anyway, that's that's the main ones tonight. There's also a reggaeton party at church, and a party I keep hearing about is the Latin party at Casa. Which I don't know if that's really a listing as such, but last weekend when we were talking about all the things that were going on, mm-hmm. people I kept bumping into weren't going to any of those things. They were going to the Latin party at Casa. Oh, right. So that's maybe one worth checking out. Then on Saturday night we've got. Mikey, MC Salem's listening party at Hunter S. Thompson, which is free entry still. And there's still tickets available. You can, yeah, you can still, if you go on his Instagram account, he's got a link to his website. I think it's on Dice. And yeah, you can pick, still pick up free tickets. And there's going to be food there, Jim's Deli providing. I think that's going to be a pretty good night. Tasty. And then um, coinciding with that is Nick Shane at Conroy's as well, which you said you've seen posters everywhere, everywhere for. And there's yeah. not really much advertisement where I live. So I didn't actually. It's heard all it. well, all down like sort of east end of town. Yeah, well, I mean it's where the gig gets mm-hmm. makes sense. I'm kind of out the way. Uh, and then there's also a beat gen gig. Lost Dogs are playing. Um, only beat only beat gen gig this weekend. I think it's the uh, only one they've got for a few weeks. Mm. Um, and finally, Gloss. Yeah, Gloss. Gloss to round it off. Yeah, cool. Sounds. Good pretty busy weekend yeah have you been to I know I had to ask you have you been to Gloss before yeah right okay well I'm going to go it's going to be my first time at Gloss I'm really looking forward to it so yeah that rounds up what's going on in Dundee this weekend and we are now joined in the studio by Theo Bleak how's it going good how are you good yeah thanks for joining us we're going to start the interview by playing a little something by Theo Bleak it's called Autumn Song Most people don't like it But it makes me frantic Cause I nearly lied It should've been me I saw in you at the end There's relief A room full of chairs But there's nowhere to sit This grief in my life I don't know what it is Rushed into autumn When it came around I'll wait for the moment The rain Cause I was always
song by Theo Bleak. Theo Bleak is Katie Lynch, um, artist from Dundee. Although I haven't seen you playing in Dundee before, actually. No. no. When was the last time you played in Dundee? Um, I played in Dundee last summer. Um, I supported Noel Gallagher. Yeah. Um, but that's the only thing I've actually done here. Really? <laughs> yeah. How did that come about? Um, I think just because I was doing a lot at the time and yeah. they put the summer sessions on so wanted someone kind of local to do mm. something which seemed really cool because I don't really have like yeah like I said I've not done much here so it's hard to just put on a show because you're like don't know mm-hmm. if anyone will come to it and how what was that like supporting Noel Gallagher were you at a time when like was the whole crowd there or were they still starting to gather it was it was really busy it was cool um obviously very daunting but um I was really laughing because some lo- like a paper from Scotland had like put out this big headline saying like my dreams yeah, had come that. true. And <laughs> I was like, I actually didn't say that, but okay. no. I was like, it's obviously cool, but like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, it's, it's, uh, it's a bit of a misquote. Uh, but no, it, it it really was like a great experience because it was a very cool lineup. I think like inhaler and stuff were on. Yeah, I noticed that too. Did you get to any of the slits or garden stuff on? No, no, because that was there were a few different acts that mm-hmm. played. Who else was? Um, like the man uh, Dylan John Thomas, Thomas yeah. Inhaler me and I think that was it was only four of us and then I think Stereophonics were on the day after which yeah. I, I really like Stereophonics so yeah I like Stereophonics too and then I saw certain people who have interviewed in the show before posting about how shit Stereophonics oh, were um, um, Connor <laughs> oh wow he was uh, what did he, I think he called it like music for mums or something rather, or mu- yeah I, I actually think he did say mums um, which wasn't actually like a it wasn't some sort of sexist vitriol it was just like we want music for young people in Dundee yeah. but I'm like you I like I think like say whatever but Dakota's like an anthem <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. yeah I know it's great it's a great song so if Noel Gallagher's not so much of uh, an influence who, or dream or dream yeah who, who's who's the dream to support uh, you know someone asked me this the other day I actually really struggled because there's so many people I feel like I would 
literally collapse if I could support them. I mean, some of them are dead, so it would have to be pretty paranormal. But yeah. a lot of my favorite artists, like Jeff Buckley, is one of my biggest influences. So yeah, I yeah. noticed he's, he's on the top of the playlist. He's the he's the top. Um, and I would have yeah loved to support him, but. I don't know, a lot of bands from that era, like Granddaddy, I mean Radiohead, I would collapse if I got to support them. Um, but Gra- yeah. Granddaddy, we actually, we played a Granddaddy song on here once. Because mm. um, I heard it on Radio 6. What was the song called? It's like... software slump. Yeah, it's, or yeah. it's like AM... Oh, what's yeah. it called again? My... my yeah. AM 180 AM 180, yeah, it sounds like a Christmas song, kind of. It's like kind of like jovial. It's, yeah, yeah. Mm. I like that. I so. like it. Um, it's almost like got a quality like someone's playing like a vibraphone at the top that's yeah. not what they're playing but like a, it's, a kid's toy it's a, yeah they've got like such a strange we were speaking about them yesterday because I don't know if they're actually overly great at their instruments but they've just created such a great vibe it's like the Pixies like yeah, totally. I don't think they could really play their instruments yeah. but they created like culture well, that's, that's, that's the whole draw of exactly. punk music isn't it and yeah. I always think of Pulp like Pulp just made a thing of buying the worst equipment they could to get the silliest noises possible. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And that's just how it broke through and that's how they made albums like Different Class. But yeah, I'd quite like to listen to a bit of Jeff Buckley right now. So we're going to listen to Vancouver.
Jeff Buckley with the posthumously released Vancouver and we were discussing about how comfortable we really felt about the nature of that. I concluded that I felt like it's okay because probably people around him were confident that somebody wanted to put mm -hmm. out but Katie you'd said that actually a lot of the songs that Jeff put out you didn't actually write. Well so in Grace he like his manager said that when it came down to it he'd actually only really written two of the songs he, he did a lot of covers like he co-wrote a lot of things mm -hmm. but I think my issue sometimes with post like some, after someone's died and they, a lot of stuff's released is like they can't really consent to whether it's finished or mm -hmm. not or like whether it's somebody be happy with being out in the world because I think if someone was like rooting around my laptop and released some of the demos I'd be like oh my god like yeah. that's yeah. not oh, finished it's really <laughs> weird I, I know that one of the most uncomfortable is uh, even though I love them is the two demos that the Beatles took from John Lennon uh, it was like Free as a Bird oh, and yeah. Real Love I mean they're two great songs but they don't sound anything like I don't like John Lennon would have made really mm -hmm. and they weren't songs that were written for the Beatles they were written solo John Lennon and it's like a really lo-fi um, vocal recording of John Lennon that's mm -hmm. been souped up and surrounded in slide guitar it sounds amazing but yeah you're like how comfortable do you really feel yeah. with this and who's getting the money from that and well exactly yeah I, th I, th I think like my view of uh, posthumous releases is they I think they usually start with good intentions and then they finish with them you know the greedy people coming mm -hmm. in mm -hmm. and really scraping the barrel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, a touch. I remember I've got, I remember reading a book that I've not finished. It was um, Extracts from Kurt Cobain's Journal, oh, yeah. which I think was a really popular book. Mm -hmm. was, I think Courtney Love published that. And it's, when I got it. But she killed was, him, so. Oh, yeah. It was like, maybe got him like four or five years ago, I got that. And at the time, I was like, oh, this is super interesting. And then over time, speaking to people, I was like, I, that's, like there's one thing posthumously releasing music that was maybe unfinished, but that's like an that's an actual invasion of yeah. privacy. Those those notes weren't all music related. That was like mm. pages of insanity it's private. and <laughs> demons. Yeah, it, and it's I don't know. Does does do the end justify the means? Like, are there actually? Uh, well, should she have even made money off it? Like, cause she, you know, you could yeah. say oh, I was just wanting to put this out here and show who he was, but then. Also, I'm taking a big check. Yeah, you don't know what the tra you, how much transparency you're gonna get with all that. Yeah, it's interesting. But someone who's still alive to re release their music is Katie. I'm alive and well. <laughs> yeah. So you've put out of recent. We talked a little bit off uh, off microphone about first seasons, mm -hmm. which you said came as a little bit of a detour from managerial advice. Yeah, I was asked, well, it was kind of like we should do something like a Christmas song, kind of like, I don't know, the Pogues-esque, where it's kind of got like... <laughs> You're thinking moneymaker. Warmth, warmth to it. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Um, I'm certainly not a moneymaker, though, so... <laughs> um, and I ended up writing a, more of like a winter song, and then I ended up making it a big concept piece about, yeah, being, living through climate change and like, just also like the kind of mundaneness of life when you're faced with like big existential stuff so it's got a lot of themes in it um and actually it's not even so much lyrically it was more what we did with the music like music kind of paints the themes which is cool but i mean it's hard to explain that so Yo, people just tough. have to take from it what they what they take from who it who are you working with so i work um and i have done for 17 years <laughs> my boyfriend who, who um he's a producer um he's multi-instrumentalist okay. and he 
really makes things yeah come to life <laughs> yeah and how, so how's that dynamic work do you two live together or do you work elsewhere I mean our relationships changed over the I mean we met when we were 11 so it's mm-hmm. like we changed obviously over that whole time and we weren't always together and it's always changed just like life does but um but you come, keep coming back together yeah, yeah always and also musically more aptly like it just created a world together um which is so funny because I'm like I met you at suburban high school like what were the chances like yeah that we would have the same artistic um outlook but yeah he's a he's very very talented so um I'd have never really strayed from working with him for any of my own projects mm-hmm. um I do write for other people but not okay. for my own project oh that's cool okay mm-hmm. who, so who are you writing for so or are you a ghostwriter uh I do ghostwriting but I do uh hilariously because just it's very very different to my world I do a dance oh, right. okay. top lines yeah. and um yeah, just for other artists and just bits and pieces. Yeah, um, just just whatever comes your way. Yeah, and I'm hoping to do more sort of film, television, things like that as well. So. Yeah, that's exciting. Going to hear a little bit more from Theo Bleak now. You're not even really here.
bleak with you're not even really here when did you write that um i think i if wrote you remember i think i wrote that in 2020 yeah um uh i think i just came up with the chorus and it just kind of grew from there. from there but i seem to have amnesia when it comes to my songs because sometimes i listen to them and i'm like how did that get made <laughs> like yeah yeah it's don't understand like, it becomes a blur yeah yeah um, so were you that's so that was a like a lockdown child really I guess yeah I spent I think I mean I was the project was pretty new and I wasn't sure if I was going to do a new project and then um, I just kind of made all those songs and it became an EP so yeah, yeah. I guess and the project would you say that started properly 2021 I think so yeah because I started releasing music then and I, I did bits and pieces like live in okay. 2021 mainly yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Where, where did you play in 2021 um, I toured I sorry did, if this is playing on your amnesia too no 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 yeah. I do remember I do remember life events yeah. uh, <laughs> I did a UK tour with Joseph um, and then I did a couple of headlines or was that I don't even know what year it is what year is it 2023 2023 yeah I keep forgetting <laughs> it's like tw- I'm like who am I when am I I know we've been here I, I, so Owen you came just before me but I'm like I've been here for three years nearly now mm. I don't know what You're I've old. done <laughs> I mean even hearing that Covid started three years ago oh uh, that, that like goes yeah, in my head it, it, it stole my 20s it really did um, yeah. but yeah 2022 I did a bit more live um, but this year, I'm it's more mostly what I'm concentrating on is performing live. Okay, have you got anything in the offing live? So I'm going to Ireland. I'm playing in Belfast and Dublin in two week, two or three weeks. I'm um, supporting Joe Joseph again. Awesome. Um, and then I think I'm. I don't know if this isn't being announced, but I'm doing Amsterdam with him as well. I'm wow. Sure. I'm sure that's where it's getting announced, unless he's like, "You're not doing that anymore." Yeah. You told. Um, and then <coughs> I have just like kind of more yeah things in the things in the works but not yeah, not confirmed yeah mm. things have kind of changed so i like with with my team so a lot of things have kind of like yeah changed and we've got new plans and yeah because i did try to do some reading and i, I saw you'd been on tour last year mm-hmm. across the uk but yeah there wasn't anything listed for this year no not yet i think we're just kind of getting back on track and mm-hmm. with new mm-hmm. music and things and sorting out like the planning at the moment and try yeah. and coordinate that with live mm-hmm. how did you actually get in contact with Joseph did you, did you know him personally anyway or so I met I actually have the same management as Joe okay. so um and then we met through um that and just yeah get on very well and yeah. he really kindly asked to take me on a couple of his tours which has been invaluable um obviously I'm very lucky um and this this tour he's doing he's taking a really good artist called Etta Marcus I don't know if you've heard of her I've heard the name but I would, there's no way I've heard anything she's she's cool she's from London um and it but she couldn't make the Irish dates so so he asked me to do them which was lovely so I was like I don't feel left out because <laughs> yeah. I've been on all of his tours so far but um yeah it was just yeah did by any chance did you support him at he did a gig at La Belle Angel a couple yeah. of years ago were you playing there yes yeah I must have just missed you because I, 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 I've been to see Joseph a couple of times and that was the first time I saw him. Yeah. Um, yeah, I followed him for a little bit. I think probably just since, like a lot of people, since the Spotify sessions and oh, thinking yeah. of you and that kind of thing. He's a really special artist, like for sure. Yeah, no, he's standout. And he actually did a gig in Dundee recently. He was at church. Oh, yeah. I went to that. I had way too much to drink. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like heckling him and so it was so weird. I was like, I can't ever be seen in public all again. All out of kindness. Yeah, it was all out of love. Do no favour. <laughs> 
Um, we're going to listen to another little something that Katie's put on the playlist. Um, Need to by Pine Grove. telling us Katie a little bit about that barn they recorded that in. Yeah they've definitely got a very interesting um, way of recording which I've actually kind of copied like they're Have you built yourself a barn? I've not built myself a barn but I did build myself a studio out of a garage. Did you? Yeah. Wow. (laughs) So uh, my (laughs) my pride and joy actually Um, and it's definitely I've taken a lot of like um, I know Mark is a really big fan of Pine Grove as well, so it's kind of like that production style I really enjoy. Yeah, it's dead cool. Yeah, you said it's just that's why it sounds that just that luscious reverb. Like it's you're in the room. It's real. Mm. Yeah, it's it, very real. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. But you said you think they've knocked that down. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's well. Now I've said this, I'm gonna have to well, go and fact check myself. But I'm I'll pretty actually sh- check this as we're on air. I'm um, pretty sure. Oh uh, no, 
proving me wrong on it. Pine Grove Barn Studio. No, it, it's 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 something that have it's happened with other artists, like the what's the famous one with Lee Perry. Lee Perry. Oh, but yeah, he, he destroyed his. Yeah, he actually destroyed his. Like he set his on fire. Oh, yeah. that's quite yeah. <laughs> violent. That was like I'm saying goodbye to that chapter of my life. This could just be like folklore, you know, like mm. it, like. Well, it's, it's like does the barn even exist? Yeah, exactly. They've just they've been in like Abbey Road this whole time. <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. Like hi-fi. Yeah, because I've looked I've looked up there, and I mean, Pinegrove aren't massive, but they're still a big deal. But there's no there's no coverage. I can't see anything. Well, so, yeah. I'll find it for you, and I'll. Uh, yeah, we'll, and we'll correct. This could it. be mythology. Yeah, you can correct me. <laughs> so, I, when did you start building that studio yourself then? And so I started building it in. Uh, 2018 yeah. I think and um, then it, it was like a garage it was completely like minging there was like wasps nests in it and everything <laughs> and it was covered in spiders but yeah we just um, my dad had helped kind of like plan it all out and then we just did it ourselves mm-hmm. which was mad I felt so cool <laughs> and, and, and what's what's the studio like is it is it full of equipment or is it just like bare bones and- uh, I mean we're definitely not like yeah, super hi-fi. We've got like we've got a decade of collecting, yeah, the stuff we use. So it's a bit of a mix match, and we definitely you know borrow things from other people for maybe a bit longer than we should sometimes. But <laughs> um, yeah, it's 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 ours, which is. They still have the garage door on it. Yeah, the garage door is on the outside, but we've just um we've like completely like, built a wall. Built a wall, yeah. So and it's all sealed. It's really cool. And is it just your studio, or do you ever let other people? go in and record in there oh, I would let others use it of yeah. course See, like if I'm not using it like I'd rather it was being used mm-hmm. um, and Mark he does a lot of work in it with other artists as well he does like some production stuff with other people okay is it in Dundee yeah yeah okay that's cool I'll maybe give someone a poke who I know would like to oh. record something well yeah. please do yeah that's awesome it's a thousand pounds an hour <laughs> 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 I'm kidding. But I don't. I don't. We it's were, a tenor for the day. I just need to cover the electricity. Yeah. Oh, mm. grand. Yeah. Oh, that's done, done. Deal. Yeah. Be careful what you say. Yeah. No. Um. We were talking the other week with um. We had a guy called Badman Ben on the show. He's a rapper, and we were talking to him about producers in Dundee. Mm-hmm. Um. It's. I mean, it's. It's not a big place, but it's tough to find places that you can genuinely get a good recording, mm-hmm. especially when it's not even clear if some studios are operating. Like. There was yeah. straight up studios oh, yeah. we were talking about. They're which still... kind of just, well, no, they, they, it says they're closed on Google, but oh. there was no announcement anywhere. Mm, I don't um, really know. It's tough. It's I'm quite on the outside of all that goes on in Dundee, to be yeah, honest. You just look like a hermit in your garage. I do. I just, like, I'm like a ghost on the grounds of the house. Like, I just mm-hmm. walk around the studio of the garden. That's it. Um, but yeah, I mean, we're not, we're not, profi- I'm not trying to, doubt, like, advertise ourselves as professional producers. Like, mm-hmm. people have to fix our work, like, all the time. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's a yeah. Fix is a subjective term, though. Yeah, well, it's very, it depends how, how, what, in what way do you want it fixed. It's true. But talking of Dundee, uh, are there still places that you come and see live music? You said you've been to church mm-hmm. to see Joseph. Yeah. Anywhere else that you've been recently? That's. Uh, I went. Memorable? I used to have a job in the city where in the city, <laughs> in the in the city centre where I would sometimes go to like Rad Apples if there was a show on just to see like. What, what was, was going on? Because I just I'm so on again on the outside of like the scene, and even if there is a scene, I don't I don't really know anymore. Because there was when I was a teenager, there was a big scene, mm-hmm. um, and it just kind of feels like that's disappeared um, over over time. Yeah. But um, I some I like to see like what kind of 
yeah, the younger folk are up to. I've, I've <laughs> Try and say that in the least oldie way hey, way of saying that possible. Uh, yeah, like, uh, but it's, I would occasionally go to that, or like, yeah, f- but not much comes to Dundee, I'll be honest. Like, I mean, unless it's all happening, I'm not noticing, but I know Asai, they put on stuff quite a lot, um, so occasionally go to things like that. Um, and Hunter S, I've been to a few gigs there as well. <laughs> That's... That's my favourite place to watch live music at the moment in, in Dundee. Mm-hmm. It helps that I can pretty much always wander in for free because mm-hmm. I work at um, the, another pub that the owner owns. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's a really good space. And t- touching on Asai, I was speaking to someone the other day about Asai, and yeah, they do put on good events, but there's a real disconnect between Asai and music that's actually being made mm-hmm. in Dundee. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there, there's... When I think of the right... So they've got a record shop in a prime location... But anyone I know would choose certain records next door. Mm. And anyone I know would probably choose Le Freak over that as well. Um, it's tough because you want to see big acts in Dundee, but you want to see people in Dundee getting the platform they deserve. Like yeah. you say, when you were younger, there was more of a scene. And that's because there were opportunities and people coming out to watch gigs. I mean, it's hard to say that it's not as a result of COVID, that yeah. things splinter and people have different interests now. I think so. I mean, I think in terms of Asai, they actually do put out a lot of local bands. Yeah. They've, like, released, like, on their own, like, Asai label, mm-hmm. a, a bunch of Dundee artists. Right. Um, and they actually did one of my old bands. Oh, yeah. Um, but I, I get what you're saying. I think maybe the other record stores have that more, like, the, I don't know, like, grassroots yeah. vibe maybe mm-hmm. more. Whereas yeah. I, like... Which is maybe why you're saying that, and if just like a younger crowd connect to that more, maybe yeah. I don't know. Um, but I think like there's kind of space for it all, and I think there needs to be um, a bigger like yeah, a, a range of things that that happen in Dundee because I think actually just nothing happens like that's nothing really comes here. But I would say. I don't really know why people would book things here because most things things I've put on here, no one's come to it. That's a really good point. And I go to a lot of stuff here, and no one's there. Mm-hmm. so I think that's like I think in terms of promoters and stuff that people need to realise that you don't use it lose it like quite literally well that's a business exactly yeah. because people are like and perhaps in ter- and I'm not defending like why like it's only like Liam Gallagher and like the lads and stuff that mm-hmm. have come to Dundee but that's the people who who buy tickets mm-hmm. yeah so that's why they're like well that must be the crowd that wa- that's what must be what Dundee wants do you yeah. know what I mean mm-hmm. totally just to see it from the other point of view like but I would love to see a more grassroots like community here because it was incredible when I was a teenager and it is it does I, it has felt like it's dispersed but I could be I could be totally wrong so, so I'd like to be proven you're, wrong you're not wrong so do you think people they need to maybe be more willing to see someone they've not heard of before or not listened to much before and actually give stuff a chance. Exactly. So venues aren't sitting empty and producers exactly. think... Yeah. And then if, if the venues are busy, then there's it's more likely that touring bands will add on Dundee mm-hmm. to their... like it's credibility. Because the thing is, like as a touring artist, it is unfathomably expensive to tour. So you have to make sure that where you're playing like is going to be, be worth it. Yeah. And, I guess for a lot of people, especially for like a mid-range artist, take Joseph for example. Like, I mean, he does Aberdeen, Edinburgh, Glasgow on his like his tours. He did Dundee because it was like an Asai show, yeah. but I don't think usually he would have done that because no. it it. I was surprised he was. That doing. was the only one. I don't think that sold out like initially either. It took till the day off for it to like sell out, which is madness. And so, where do you think the crowds are in Dundee? Why do you think no one's coming out? I don't know. Like. 
it is strange to me because when the Caird Hall, I think, used to be used loads. Like, I remember going to see Biffy Clyro there. Mm-hmm. Manchester Orchestra played there. Which Radiohead like, were there. Radiohead played, like, um, yeah, like, just, like, quite a lot. And now it's, now it's just, Mod- like, Rod Stewart Tribute Act. Exactly. And mm-hmm. Bob Marley. And I remember in an old bar, a bar in town, Barrowman, that I used to work in, that busy nights were, like, when lots of um, men and women in their sort of 50s and 60s were coming out to watch, like, Eagles Tribute Nights in Caird Hall. And it's, like, you know, maybe that is good fun, but this is sort this is dead end stuff. Mm. Like, where is the future in that for young people to get excited about music if we're just gonna tour tribute acts endlessly mm-hmm. I mean, and give that space, like the Caird Hall, to that? I mean, the Caird Hall had said something on maybe every week. Mm. But the first thing is, I never hear about what's going on there. Yeah. And the second, it's always like older, you know, fifty plus people that you see walking out. Yeah. It, and, and the tickets will be more expensive for those things but mm-hmm. that's more again suited to people who are maybe working full time mm-hmm. who, who are middle aged who've got money like it's just really difficult but I don't think it's just Dundee that suffers I think a lot of places no. do um, I think it's that buzzword again Covid yeah like, I think people's habits changed I do think Covid changed things but I, I do think Dundee's always kind of been like that yeah. like cause, mm. like if, if you go back to the 60s we do have oh, okay Led's up <laughs> none of us were here to see that Led's up my dad was Beatles there. Yeah, um, you know all the big bands. I know Zeppelin Pink, Pink in the Caird Hall, like that is. Un- I've yeah. my, my dad's got the sofa from the Caird Hall that the Beatles were sat on. Oh my god! When they meant be worth a mint. Well, <laughs> let's get back to that. Hopefully, yeah. <laughs> let's get. I would love that because I like staying here. So yeah, I know it, there's a lot of potential. There's a lot of people who are passionate about music. Yes, but people need to come out. I need to get to gigs more. Mm-hmm. I I need to hold myself more accountable and actually say, I need to say I want to get myself out go to Hunter S. Thompson go to Conroy's I still haven't been to Conroy's uh, it's good it's really good I know I hear all the time it's really good and they put on it's amazing vibey. gigs and they, they do their bit and they have nice beer but that's nice honestly beer. like if I'm being brutally honest why I haven't played in Dundee because I'm like I don't think anyone would come yeah. <laughs> and I've lived here my whole life so that, and that is rough <laughs> but we'll end on a cheerier note yes. we'll uh, end on a song from you anything that you think would be good to go out on mm. I mean that's going to make feel people a little, feel a little bit brighter about potential for music in uh, Dundee what about spring song because it's song. nearly spring appropriate okay that brings us to the end of the show um, thanks for joining us Katie no problem Thank you. Katie's been Theo Bleak I've been Calm Valentine. I'm DJ Sarah Tolan. This is Theo Bleak and Spring Song. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Cheers. <laughs>